0: All right. Thank you, Scott Shannon. And thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll free. Our number is 800 941 if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, the political class chatter of the day has been pretty much all day. The anticipation with the grand jury in D.C. meeting. And this has to do with the investigation of Donald Trump on January 6th. Um, that there could be indictments handed down today. NBC just broke the the story that they don't expect returns today. They were were quoting court officers in D.C. uh, No returns today as of now. Not expecting any returns today, meaning an indictment. The only other obscure, probably unlikely uh, possibility would be if if an indictment had already been... handed down um i think we would have heard about that by now um it was an interesting truth social post by donald trump earlier today my attorneys had a productive meeting with the doj this morning explaining in detail that i did nothing wrong was advised by many lawyers and that an indictment of me would only further destroy our country no indication of notice was given during the meeting so don't trust fake news on anything and I think because there had been so much speculation, I'm look, I'm only giving you what the the mob media buzz mentality behind the scenes is. it's It's stuff that always sort of you know creeps into my orbit because my sources are pretty much everywhere and what people are thinking and saying and expecting and anticipating. And we know the grand jury meets on Tuesdays and it meets on Thursday, so I would assume every Tuesday, every Thursday, it's probably going to be you know, you know, these type, that's this type of speculation. Um, you know, this, this, it, it would have been interesting. That my first thought would have been that, oh, timing is just perfect, isn't it? After the d- disaster that was, you know, the day of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden yesterday. And I mean, Joe Biden as much as Hunter for a lot of different reasons. But, you know, the judge uh, put Hunter Biden's deal on hold would not rubber stamp this sweetheart arrangement. And and I stand by what I said, and, and I said this yesterday on radio, I said it last night on TV, and Andy McCarthy actually had a good article saying pretty much the same thing, that there was the fix was in here, in this Hunter Biden sweetheart deal. And, you know, they did just want this judge who got very animated, annoyed, angry even, um, at the, uh, you, uh, you all want me to rubber stamp this and I'm not going to rubber stamp it. And apparently, you know, within the, the pages that a provision that uh, would be a court oversight when it's really the DOJ's role, uh, as it relates to, uh, whether or not Hunter Biden is in compliance with w- whatever the, the order is at the end of the day or the punishment, which really isn't a punishment because he's not going to jail, you know, but with all that we've learned from the IRS whistleblowers, um, this, this, this should not be in the position that it is. And anyway, I, I think the district judge in this case, Mary Ellen Noreka, had, you know, her antenna was up and she smelled a rat and questioned the legality of the plea agreement. Wanted to know if Hunter was, for example, under investigation for other crimes like FARA violations. And this is where things went south in this deal. Because there's no way you will ever convince me that they went into that courtroom yesterday, both the defense and the prosecution, without a complete understanding that they both sides agreed that if in fact Hunter pled guilty and the judge signed off on it, that that would be the end of all of Hunter's legal problems related to all of this, and they try to put it in obscure language in in the gun aspect of the deal, uh, and and the judge questioning the legality and even constitutionality of it, and wanting to know if he's under an active investigation. And then it actually starts lecturing the defense attorneys for Hunter, saying, well, you mean you want to give up his rights to this, 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 and this by by agreeing to this deal? Because if Hunter's attorneys, clearly they were under the impression the deal would grant their client immunity from any and all future charges, and they believe that their sweethearts slap on the wrist deal, which was, what, two misdemeanor tax violations, thanks to the top-down pressure brought on the IRS, as we now know because of IRS whistleblowers, uh, that prevented them from pursuing the, the charges, what, from the years 14, 2014, and 2017? You know, they believe the sweetheart deal, you know, slap on the wrist would wipe his his slate clean. Well, they didn't just pull that out of thin air. That was the understanding. I'm no beyond any doubt. Now, if it weren't for the pressure that is ongoing in terms of Jim Jordan's committee investigating the weaponization of justice at the DOJ and the politicizing of justice at the DOJ, they probably would have just tried to to pull this off yesterday and and might have answered in the affirmative that, uh, yeah, Judge, um, yeah, no, he's not under any active investigation and... And this would put the brakes uh, on and, and that he wouldn't be able to be charged with future crimes. You know, the, the, that's that's what all of a sudden the defense is like, whoa, hang on a second. We didn't agree to that. Why? Because they in all likelihood did not agree to that. And likely they believed exactly what the judge sensed was going on, which is why the judge rightly asked the question. You got to give a lot of kudos to the judge. You know, you'd have me hard-pressed to ever believe that this this very pertinent, important point about whether or not future charges could be brought up against Hunter was not agreed to ahead of time. They went in there thinking that they were going to slip this one through, which, again, points out the dual justice system and the weaponization of, of Merrick Garland's Justice Department. You know, then the judge gave them time to hammer out a real final last minute deal. But that was going to be impossible because at that point they were not going to be able to grant Hunter Biden immunity from all future charges. Not in front of this judge. It wasn't going to happen. And they had to admit that there was even an ongoing investigation. So but do I think that ongoing investigation is actually real? I don't. That's the sad part of this. Why was not a fair violation included in the first indictment? You know, sh- this is a judge that on a similar ju- a, a gun case, you know, put somebody in jail for five years. You know, the Washington Examiner, the same judge sentenced another individual five years in prison for illegal possession of a firearm and furtherance of a drug crime. Sound familiar? Yeah, that was Hunter. Does that sound like equal justice and equal application of our laws in America? No, it does not. Anyway, in the meantime, then the judge ordered Hunter to actively seek employment, barred him from possessing possessing a firearm, prohibited him from even using alcohol or illegal drugs, and he had to agree to submit to random drug testing. And according to federal prosecutors, yep, Hunter now can be charged in the future with a variety of other crimes, including those fairer regulations. But also, you know, now we have to look deeply at, at how, how much protection that Joe Biden... Remember, the, the DOJ is part of the executive branch. How Joe Biden's Department of Justice went and sunk, frankly, in terms of, of protecting Hunter and all things Biden Family Syndicate. You know, this all came a day after Judge Nareika accused a member of Biden's, Hunter Biden's legal team of pretending to be a staffer for Republican Congressman Jason Smith, he was on TV last night on a phone call talking to a court clerk trying to get their amicus brief removed from the docket. He serves on the House Ways and Means Committee. They deal with these IRS issues there and and IRS t- and, and tax law in the country and previously submitted this filing. And then they, he had to ask that it be resubmitted. Well, OK, that that sounds pretty corrupt to me. You know, just like the misunderstanding surrounding Hunter Biden's art sale. What did we learn now? White House had promised that Hunter's paint-by-numbers portraits of a crackhead uh, collection would, would not be connected to the administration in any, any way. Well, we found out otherwise, just like everything else the Bidens do. It's to enrich themselves. They vowed no one, not even Hunter, not the White House, nobody would know who shelled out massive amounts of money for his amateur art. Well, now we know the identities of at least two of the buyers, including a wealthy Democratic donor who President Biden recently appointed to a position in his administration. Another buyer was uh, Hunter's so-called sugar brother. This is that guy, Kevin Morris, who helped pay off Hunter's back taxes and, and bought Hunter a new car. How nice of him. And the guy that was, I guess, seen earlier this week smoking a bong I don't know what was in the bong. I can only guess what was in the bong. You know, could have been just pure tobacco, I'm sure. Anyway, so what happens to Hunter now? Hunter's in, uh, rightly now will face, uh, look, unless they come up with a, another sneaky sweetheart deal that this judge would be willing to go along with, I'm, I'm not so sure this judge is going to be amenable to any of this. And everything we learned from the IRS whistleblowers and the government's obstruction of witnesses and the lack of interest and censorship of Hunter's laptop, the DOJ's stall tactics to allow the statute of limitations, as testified to by the whistleblowers in the IRS, to these statute of limitations expired on real serious, felonious tax crimes, that would have put any one of you listening to my voice right now in jail probably for a long period of time. How the FBI tipped off Hunter's team about the IRS surprise questioning of him, which resulted in them not questioning him. How they were prevented from even discussing any of this with the with the Biden family, even though they had requested interviews with the Biden family. You know, the fix is in here. You know, if you want to pull off a corrupt deal when, you know, that that little detail that they The Biden administration dropped the ball. Judge Narika did her job. You know, Hunter Biden's sweetheart deal just blew up yesterday. That's why I would not have been surprised if the charges from the special counsel against Donald Trump came out today. Oh, perfect diversion away from all things Biden. But in every normal case, in every legitimate investigation, Andy McCarthy made this point. You have adversarial parties, defense, looking out for the accused interest and and critically, the Justice Department looking out for the public interest. In this this case, the Department of Justice, Joe Biden's Department of Justice, you know, we already know that they, you know, have readily proved serious tax felonies. You know, where's the real event? They've had this 1023 form for how long that gives, you know, according to a, a a highly respected, credible FBI informant that talked to the CEO of Burisma and talked and the guy's bragging about having seventeen tapes. The guy's bragging about, you know five million from one Biden, five million from another Biden, and it's going to take ten years to ever for anybody to ever track the money down. and that he was pressured into paying. He didn't want to pay, but he was pressured into paying. Nothing happens. You know, the president's son, using the president's Department of Justice, they try to orchestrate a plea deal that allows him to escape prison free and then would give him immunity from any future prosecution. And they tried to to pull this off before the judge. You know, the, the judge was not in on it. And she acted with integrity and and saw this a mile away. That's That's what I see. You know, it is, um, you know, the the point of a plea agreement by which the vast majority of criminal cases are settled. You spell all of this out in detail. You don't leave a detail like that out of the deal or or try to put it in obscure language that you'd say, no, no, that's what this meant when we negotiated this deal. Something goes wrong down the road. One of the parties breached the terms. The clarity of the agreement, everyone should know the consequences. Anyway, 800 one Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. I mean, sad times we're living in. We don't have equal justice or equal application of our laws. We have a dual justice system. And we better fix it because that means you're not living in a constitutional republic at the moment. You know a uh, company that is looking out for you and just upgraded your service and is not going to charge you for it? That's our friends at Pure Talk. Remember, they use the same 5G network, the same cell towers as the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. Average family for the same service, saving close to $1,000 a year. Many families saving more. Now, whether you're a current Pure Talk customer or you're about to make the switch and join the hundreds of thousands of us uh, by dialing pound 250 and saying the keyword now. Well, they just added absolutely free to every plan, every current customer, every new customer. You're going to get more data and mobile hotspot with no price increase right now you can get for 20 bucks a month unlimited talk unlimited text and 50 percent more 5g data and free mobile hotspot 20 bucks a month you're gonna love this company anyway just dial pound 250 say the keyword save now for the exact same service you're saving a fortune you're not sacrificing a thing when you make the switch to this veteran-owned company pure talk And if you do it now, you save an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250, keyword, save now.